Australian True Crime, the nation's leading independent true crime podcast, is hitting the road with our live show. We're coming to Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane this July and tickets will be available starting May 10th at 9.30am sharp. They sold out in two hours last time, so do not dilly-dally. We know the suburbs of Australia are teeming with some of the most intriguing and chilling true crime stories the world has ever heard. Don't miss the chance to dive deeper and get involved with a live Q&A. With over a million and a half downloads monthly, these tickets will sell out. So keep an eye on our social media pages and check the podcast bio for direct links to purchase yours as soon as they're released on Friday, May 10. I can't wait to see you there. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning that it's not suitable for children and it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. This is the second part in a two-part series with our guest Arthur Bolkus, who has worked for many years as a criminologist, activist and public speaker. But in his late teens and early 20s, Arthur was pulling double duty as a promising young law student 
and an armed robber. We discovered in part one that Arthur was eventually captured after a very dramatic car chase through the streets of the inner Melbourne suburb of Paran. And we pick up our conversation with Arthur's memories of his sentencing and incarceration. A few hours after I was arrested, my sister, I've got two sisters, my middle sort of sister, she appeared. Now, my parents had gone out that night. The police called my home. She answered. She came in. And so she was the first family member. And when I saw her, I just started crying. And I, I remember I said, I'm glad it's over. And I was. In a strange way, I was relieved. Because, you know, the truth is, if they didn't catch me, Every couple of months, I would have kept doing it. And like some guys I met, I could have done 20 of them or 30 of them, you know, and done a lot, lot more jail too. So I was relieved. I saw my parents on the Monday. I spent another day on the Sunday being interrogated. They were trying to load me up with, I remember, you did this and you did that. And I said, hey, hey, back off. No, I didn't. (laughs) Like... Okay, I'll wear the ones I did, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sort of nod to those. They wanted to clean their books, I suppose. And on the Monday morning, I fronted at the old magistrate's court there. And as I entered the court, I didn't even know what it was. The holding cells had a, a ladder. It was like a staircase and it went up to this door. And I remember the policeman said, Go through that door. I didn't know where I was going. I opened the door, I'm in the court. Yeah, it's literally up and then they literally send you down, don't they? That's right. And I was up in the dock like a perch, you know, perched like a bird in a cage up there. And I remember covering myself because my genitals were showing. I I, I had no underwear on, the zip had broken. I had no buttons on my shirt. I'm trying to cover myself. And there were my parents and my sisters. And there was a whole bunch of school kids who must have been doing legal studies or something there and a lot of other people. And all I remember was a voice saying, are you, you know, Arthur Bolkers? And then he asked me again. I said, yes. And the process continued. Anyway, so I ended up going to prison. Uh, I just turned 22. And the judge, as I said, he said, I have to make an example of you. Back in those days, armed robberies were going off on a daily basis. And in those days, I got an 11-year maximum with an eight-year minimum. But back then, they had built into the sentencing process what they call remissions. So remissions was an opportunity if you showed good behaviour, you could earn time off your minimum. And judges knew that when they sentenced you that you had that opportunity. So, I mean, although I could have done uh, the whole minimum, I earned most of my remissions. But it wasn't because I was, for most of that time in prison, a good boy. It was because I learned to become extremely manipulative and devious and I learned how to work the system and I started to really, really become a criminal. And that was scary. I remember that so clearly. Changing from this sort of stupid, naive in so many ways young man into this angry. I say to people, the residual effect of that whole experience, even after 40 years, isn't the drugs or the sex or the, although they all affected me, but it's, it was the anger that I struggled with more than anything. Prison is an extreme subculture. And if you step into that subculture and you don't know how that world works, the rules, 
you can get seriously hurt. You can get into serious trouble. Uh, I had to learn on my feet, man. I mean, the first guy who assaulted me with a billiard cube broke it across my head, tried to gouge my eyes out with the severed end because I asked him why he changed the TV channel in a dormitory when he was playing pool and wasn't even watching the movie that we were watching. And he just, as he attacked me, he started yelling at you fucking university student. So he'd heard that this new fella in the dorm went to Melbourne Uni and he didn't like people like me. You see, I represented everything that he despised because he's the stereotypical prisoner who grew up in, in a certain kind of home or lack of home, in the boys' homes, in the detention, and he grabbed... And he was one angry man. And I, the educated, you know, who went in there with this imitation gun, I'd entered his world now. And he wanted to show me that in his world I didn't cut it. And the scary part, as I said before, is that I slowly learned to cut it. And at the three and a half, four year mark, honestly, the person I was most scared of was me. And the way I changed and my potential to do things that, innately I knew weren't right but the further I went I called it the bottomless pit and I went started to go down it and, and so you start to compromise you you do things that you know are wrong that you don't want to do but you do them and the more you do that the more you become that and the less conscience there is you had a serious mental health crisis at about the four-year mark didn't you oh absolutely absolutely yeah my life suddenly just lacked any meaning or purpose completely. It's hard to actually describe this to people, but I came to a point where I was almost past caring. I didn't seem to care. I felt emotionally numb. I didn't care about whether I got out. I didn't care about my family. I didn't care about me. I didn't care about anything. I just felt this numbness. I remember I was in the cell Pentridge cells were really narrow. We're talking my arm span wide. I could touch both walls with an open arm span and they were two and a half times as long and there was no open window with fresh air. It was like being entombed. It was 18 hours a day locked in these little vaults. Um, and I stood there, I remember touching both the walls for I don't know how long and as I stood there, a little thought entered my head, a little voice sort of crept over my shoulder and said, hey, Arthur, why don't you take the shit and wrap it around your neck and hang yourself from the bars and it'll all be over. And I really seriously thought about it. And, you know, people around me in that environment had done it and I came close. Thank goodness I didn't, of course. I had a bit of an epiphany in prison. You could say I met God or maybe God met me. I'm one of these prisoners who found religion <laughs> and it happened through discovering a New Testament in that prison in a really amazing way. Long story short, I embraced the faith um, that I have today and I mention that because it's important. If you're going to change from a criminal minded way of life, which I had. And honestly, if I'd gotten out of prison the way I was after four years in prison, there is no doubt in my mind, either I would have died fairly quickly, or I would have 
spent my time making money illegally, and that would have probably been through drugs. And, you know, that would have been a really terrible outcome. And the reason it's changed is because when you embrace, as I embraced, you know, my Christian faith, it prescribes certain ways of behavior, the way you treat people, the way you treat yourself. And it gave me a, a new lifestyle, I suppose, is what I'm saying. And that's what's kind of held me together through the tough times. And I'm still on that journey. I'm by no means a saint. <laughs> uh, I'm a battler, but you know, I'm making small steps of progress. And I'm grateful for you know what I've got and where I'm at and the love and support that I've received over many, many years from many good people. And if I didn't have the good people, I don't know where I would have been. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all of that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I, I, I got out of prison on April the 16th, 1983. That was D-Day for me. And I just remember it so clearly. I remember the magpies warbling in the early morning. I remember the pitter-patter of just gently falling rain on the roof and the feeling that you're going home. And again, surreal. It just didn't seem real because 
five and a half years in prison is a long time and you do become institutionalized and you do become anxious at the very least, if not afraid of getting out. You do. Because when you think about it in prison, in that world, you don't have to do much. There's no responsibilities, really. Everything's done for you. Last night, I watched your um, episode of Insight from 2019. What was interesting about that was that it was an episode about remorse. You were very clear about when you felt remorse for your victims, if we can use that word. There was a moment where um, you were taken back to that lady in the TAB who screamed when she saw you. Yeah, that's right. You were speaking to schools a lot after you came out of prison and I remember a story about you had a, an appointment to speak at a school one day and you got a phone call the day before. That's right, and they cancelled and when I said why, it turns out that the aunt of one of the teachers at that school was the woman that I tried to rob who went started screaming and she said if he comes to the school, even though it was like, I don't know, 20-something years later, mm. um, she said, I'll, I'll resign. And so they cancelled me. Well, that hit me like a sledgehammer. I, I remembered, I thought, wow, all these years later, here's a victim of my crime. Not only the aunt, but the uh, niece of the this niece. woman. Like in their family, you are the boogeyman. Exactly, exactly. You are like the scariest thing that's ever happened in their family. It was you. Exactly. So, so what, what could I do? I wrote a letter and I said what I had to say to the aunt and I asked the teacher that had invited me to speak if she could pass it on to the other teacher to give to the aunt. Did it arrive there? I don't know. But that's all I could do. If she'd come back to me and said, I want to meet you and tell you what I think of you and how you harmed me, I would have gone. Yeah, but more importantly is that you thought about you, you were forced to realise, oh, shit, I've impacted this family, like all of these people. When I was arrested, the last thing I thought of was the people I'd harmed. Because it hit me, you see, when I first entered the system, I became the victim of a system that abused me and hurt me and allowed things to happen to me. I mean, in those days, the officers were thugs. You know, they saw their job as trying to break us or something. And there was violence and there was abuse and there was intimidation and there was fear. And you knew that if you opened your mouth and said something, they could take you into a cell and punch the living crap out of you, you know. And, and so you had to <clears throat> contain it and hold it. And some people would explode and they'd end up in H division and they'd come out broken, crippled men. So all of this has happened. What, I'm going to think of my victims in this environment? No way. So... When you get out of prison, you know, years have passed now. So, you know, you don't sort of sit and think, oh, yeah, I did, because I wasn't doing them anymore. I'd changed my life. I'd moved on. But then when it came back to me and it was brought to my attention that this existed, that there was, you know, this ripple effect from my crimes and it just went out over time and it affected a lot of people, it just blew me away. And, and this is one of the reasons why I'm really big on forgiveness to forgive is just so incredibly important to me, you know, to, to not hold a grudge, to not bear ill feeling towards someone, to hang on to it and hang on to it. Because I, I, I felt that for the system a long time. 
I hated the system. When I got out of prison in the early days in particular, if you'd said prison, man, you know, I'd see a uniformed person or thoughts, feelings, flashbacks, all of that. I don't feel that now. I don't harbour resentment. I call the system accountable for its failings. I like to think with, well, put it this way, I can't think of a person that I haven't made peace with. And that's a really good place to be. Thank you to our guest, Arthur Bolkus. There's a link in our show notes to Arthur's Facebook page so that you can get in touch with him for speaking engagements. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 13 92 76 or 13yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Australian True Crime, the nation's leading independent true crime podcast, is hitting the road with our live show. We're coming to Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane this July and tickets will be available starting May 10th at 9.30am sharp. They sold out in two hours last time, so do not dilly-dally. We know the suburbs of Australia are teeming with some of the most intriguing and chilling true crime stories the world has ever heard. Don't miss the chance to dive deeper and get involved with a live Q&A. With over a million and a half downloads monthly, these tickets will sell out. So keep an eye on our social media pages and check the podcast bio for direct links to purchase yours as soon as they're released on Friday, May 10. I can't wait to see you there.